It's the Listen Up Milwaukee podcast. And welcome to the podcast. I am your host, Steve Italiano of the Listen Up Milwaukee podcast. And uh, today we're going to jump right in. We're doing more family time today. Uh, we're going to have, uh, I've got on the line from, uh, the great state of Pennsylvania. Um, I guess you'd be my second cousin cause you're my dad's first cousin. Uh, welcome to the podcast, uh, Tom Grippo. Hello, Milwaukee. Hello, Tom. Uh, now just for background, uh, Tom, I guess is my second cousin. He's my dad's first cousin. Uh, Tom's mother and my grandmother were sisters. And, uh, Tom, you are originally from Brooklyn. You were born in Brooklyn, New York, correct? Uh, Brooklyn niece all the way. And, uh, I like to just shout this out once, you know, uh, don't ask me questions that I have to take the fifth event on. So just be easy on me. <laughs> we will, and, uh, <laughs> we will not violate your, violate your constitutional rights. We will not do no, that. We will not, because I don't know who's listening in on me. So, right. um. Uh, you blew it already. I'm from Brooklyn, and you said my last name, so I have to. Actually, I'm pinching you right now. <laughs> <laughs> you're hedging. So, now you're a little bit younger than my dad. So, uh, you were born in Brooklyn, and and pretty much raised in Brooklyn until well, until you got married, right? Just well, yeah, yeah. That that would be true. You said marriage, but I just. Fumbled around a little bit. Yes. Uh, went, went into the service, came home, and didn't hang around too much. So my childhood years, uh, being young, uh, would take me maybe right up to when I went into the service. Uh, so I was 19 uh, when I went into the service. I'm pretty sure that's what it was. Well, and anyway, I, let me just say this here. There are three things I want to say. I hope they can understand my Brooklynese. Otherwise, we'll have to bring the interpreter in. Okay. And I usually bounce around. If you could ask me a question, I might be talking about this. I might jump to something else. But uh, I want to tell the fans out there, Steve's got nice green room here. I've been waiting in room here, and I'm telling you, there's pasta all over the place. There's takeout from Gloriosas. It's a fantastic green room. And I can't wait to talk to my cousin's fans. Go ahead, Steve. Take all it away. Right. All right. Thanks, Tom. Thanks for that kindness. So, um, so you were, you grew up in Brooklyn and I guess you're, you're pretty much a child of the fifties. Would I say, was that correct in assuming based yes. on your age? Yes. Uh, graduated actually mid school. I was only, uh, in 1957, I graduated the eighth grade. So I can go back a little. I I remember my neighborhood so distinctly. I can name the stores that were on it, who my neighbors were. Uh, yeah, in the fifties when everything was, hey, you know, let, let me put it this way: when you needed something, if you wanted a leather jacket or you wanted a television, it always fell off the back of the truck. <laughs> you know somebody that, that fell off the back of the truck. So <laughs> so what, what part of Brooklyn uh, uh, were you born in? Where where, okay. where was home? Sure, I was considered Bensonhurst, uh, Beth Beach. It's it's a borderline. And uh, yeah, uh, Beth, uh, Bensonhurst, that, that would be, it was, it was a busy street. It was 18th Avenue. And Stephen, of uh, course, uh, as I was growing up, I don't remember that far back, but uh, but our grandfathers, uh, your grandfather and your uh, great-grandfather uh, had a produce store and a fish store and a La Chichita store, something like Gloriosa's, and they were across the street. And uh, that's where your mom, and I guess until you moved to Milwaukee with your grandfather, uh, hung out. And uh, Stephen's grandmother... Uh, great grandmother lived in a cold flat with us. Uh, we had a couple of rooms, but she was in, in the front room uh, where we lived on 18th Avenue. Okay, so all the stores were on 18th Avenue. That uh, now, just like I said, you're a generation ahead of me. So, uh, yeah, the, the fish store. Your uh, your great your grandfather 
uh, had uh, your dad's father had the produce. And then we had some uncles there that had the fish store. And they were right across, uh, not exactly across from me, across maybe four doors down on the other side of the street. Okay. <clears throat> now, is that the same side of the street the fire station was on? Yes, yes. Okay. We had the firehouse. Uh, there was a Pontiac, uh, uh, a Pontiac Atlas, Pontiac, Pontiac no, no, I'm sorry, uh, Buick. Next to Buick was a little chicken house where they used to kill the chickens. <laughs> and you used to walk by and you'd see these chickens because they'd hang them upside down and someone would flutter, flutter out and they'd be running around 18th Avenue with no heads on the chickens. <laughs> so remember that. Then there was a liquor store. Then we had a pork store. Uh, then we had, uh, it was a flower shop and uh, on my side of the street was where my dad used to work was called Jacoby. And you want me to tell my neighbors on each side? Well, I'll tell you, <laughs> back then, uh, it, it, I, I hate, I don't want to be racist, racist or anything, but we didn't know for anything. You know, we are friends. We had a, uh, colored, my colored friends, they they were our buddies. We didn't, we didn't know from anything. We'd eat at their house. they come to our house. I remember the Baptist church. Every Sunday, my friends, K.O. and Ronnie, and uh, Josie, which the, the, the sister, we used to go down to this, their Baptist church and set up the chairs for their service. And then we'd wait. And after the service, I mean, it was like we had food, on top of food, on top of food. That's one thing I remember about my, my friends. There was downstairs from me, we had a barber shop. Uh, next door, there was Mr. Costa. Oh, Mr. Costa, what a nice man. Uh, unfortunately, he lost his wife. And next thing we heard, he walked into the, he went to Coney Island, he walked right into the water, and that was it. We never saw Mr. Costa anymore. That was Mr. Costa. And the left of me, we had a little shoe store. And... Then we had the firehouse across the street. It was a, a hall, uh, like a Kedron Hall. But I did have a little store about two doors down from me. It was like a social club. Okay. And it was, yeah, uh, that's, I don't want to get too much into that, but of course I might get in trouble. But there was a social club that you see guys going in, but they never came out. <laughs> so. <laughs> so I'm getting the image I'm getting. Now, did that neighborhood pretty much stay the same? Uh, up until the, yeah, uh, not today now, or it, right. it stayed up until maybe, uh, cause the bowling alley came after the, right across the street from me where I used to work, but it, it stayed up until I went into the service just about, I mean, my childhood friends, uh, by that time we were, you know, either in the army or they, they, they moved out. But we had the trolley car. I'll tell you exactly what we had. We had the trolley car down the end of the street. We had uh, the Frankfurter guy that used to stand on the corner. Uh, and there was a Pontiac dealer there uh, across the street. Oh, here, here's a little something. Across the street from the Frankfurter guy was Scopus Pastry. And upstairs in an apartment, you remember the saw? well, you remember the old timers, there was a song called Hushabye by the Mystics. Mm -hmm. And they made it number five on the billboard. And her, their mother used to, uh, <laughs> the Mystics, it, it, their mother used to hang out the window with the radio and just blast it out. And every time we'd go <laughs> by the school, we'd be Hushabye, Hushabye. That was the song. Five, uh, they made it number five. So we had... Uh, some celebrities in the neighborhood, Patty DeMarco, who used to be a boxer. He was the salesman, believe it or not, in the Atlas Buick across the street from me. Uh, we had other famous people that uh, were famous in a sense. You'd have to go to the obituary and look for them. You know, he found them someplace. Okay, that's those guys. <laughs> so I'm getting an image here. Now, I, I that apartment that you grew up in, I, I was there as a child. Um, so I have the, the mem vague memories of it. I remember it was a walk up. It was a whole flight mm -hmm. of stairs up. And, right, 13 points. And, uh, and I remember the, the back bedroom, you had to walk through the one bedroom to get to the other bedroom, right? Right. In the, okay, in the front of the apartment facing 18th yeah, Avenue. Your, 
grandma was in the front of the apartment, okay? And then after your great grandmother left, uh, it was only it was only a bedroom, uh, a living room, and, and and the bathroom. Believe it or not, we shared it in the hallway. There was no bathroom in that front. They were called uh, cold water flats, okay. Yeah. And uh, after gra your grandma left, there was another Italian family came with a bunch of kids. I mean, it was rough. <laughs> I mean, we didn't have Febri or Lysol back then. Uh, we had airwick. You used to unravel this thing. You used to the airwick used to stick up, but uh, they didn't last too long. I mean, it was like three Italian kids, bunch of mother, father in a one-room apartment where your mother was, where your grandmother was. What you remember was when everybody had gotten out, the landlord came and they offered us the uh, front room, so we had the whole rear. That's what you remember. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. When you walk into the bedroom, you walk to my parents bedroom and then you open the door because we were the same way my brother salome and and robert uh me and sal slept in a castro convertible and right next to us was our, our mom and dad and then we had the kitchen and we had a little uh i got a picture of your dad well we had a little porch on the back it was a screened in porch but that was it it was just a, a car and we lived in it but once we had that whole thing, oh my God, it was great. I mean, uh, to to have the whole flat. So that's what you're remembering. Okay. Um, yeah. All right. So you grew in about half that space. Yes. Yes. Okay. So there was a kitchen, and actually, luckily, the bathroom, but was on our side, but not in our apartment. You had to come through another door, okay. so we would share the flat that way. But it was. Uh, Outside, we had we would. I was the only one on the block that had a fire escape. Okay, I do remember the fire escape. <laughs> yeah, that we were the only ones that had it, and they were pretty nice nights out there uh, on the fire escape. What, okay. uh, but, but you know, with the family or right. with the buddies, anybody wanted to come around. Right. So, so you had mentioned you had two brothers uh, and your parents yeah. in this in this small flat. Exactly. Yes. So you had five people living there. Yeah. Did, did, I mean, did you spend did you did you spend summer nights sleeping out on the fire escape, or I, was it just I mean, for hanging out? Well, it was you got to understand we didn't we didn't have any access till till everybody else moved out. Okay. So by that time, when everybody moved in, uh, we moved into the front. Uh, Sal had gone his way, and it was just me, me and Bobby, me and Robert. Okay. When my uh, youngest brother, so and my mom and dad, so uh, and I, I can remember. Uh, I, I like to talk about your your mom and and, and your dad a little bit because you guys left. They they left, and I didn't see too much of them until I made my trips to Milwaukee. Okay. Which uh, so my grandparents. Yeah, your grandparents, uh, because uh, your dad is like my, my number one paisan. I mean, uh, we get along. We get along. He's my number one cousin. Okay. And uh, I could remember, uh, you know, uh, I'm trying to let me see if I can figure this out. My mom, who was your mom's sister, okay? My grandmother's and sister. So your mom sister. was my great aunt. Is she? Yeah. Your great aunt? Yeah. Because she's my dad's mm -hmm. aunt. I'm old, man. My mother's your great aunt. You know, I never think of calling. I would never call you. I. I just called my aunt and my uncle, but yeah, well, that too. Was, I mean, she was always Aunt Elsie, you know. Yes. Um, growing yeah. up, it was always Uncle Curly and Aunt Elsie and cousin Tommy, and so, you know, my well, dad, my dad was an only child. Yes. So yeah. I never had. I don't have any first cousins. Hmm. So well, all yeah. all the cousins I've inherited are my dad's first cousins, like you. So, right, right. so you, they're always cousins because it was, it was dad's cousin. Well, and then they're our cousin, you know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I, everybody, it seems like most of my family, well, on mom's side, uh, your mother and my mother's side, everybody's in, uh, Milwaukee. I mean, as far as my dad's side, I mean, he had three brothers, but I consider Milwaukee where all my cousins are, uh, you know, Starting with Aunt Mary, who brings up most of the bunch. Aunt Mary right. had like five, five kids or whatever it was. Aunt Mary had. Uh, mm -hmm. um, now there were. Well, I guess we should 
reiterate, there were four sisters, correct? Yeah. Okay. That's it. That's so. Oh, right. It was it was Elsie, Angie, Katie, and Mary, right? Right. Right. Okay. And my 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 uh my grand my grandmother was Angie. Your mother was Elsie. Uh, Aunt Mary had eight kids in eight years. Oof. And wow. one of those was a set of twins. Right. So she had a little bit of time off. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> she was my uncle Tony. Yeah, I, I to this day, I if I can get to 105 like Uncle Tony. Yeah, still had a girlfriend. I mean, don't get me wrong, you, you Milwaukee Fest, okay, Italian Fest. Yeah, that used to put Grandpa, Aunt Mary's, you know, husband, in a kissing booth. I understand. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. and, and Foster. Yeah, I mean, no. When he was in his nineties, he wouldn't date anybody under over sixty-five. Well, <laughs> he, was, he was still smoking his stogies. Yeah, I remember his hundred and fourth birthday when I had, you know, uh, I had moved. I lived in Illinois at the time. It was his hundred and fourth birthday, and he had a girlfriend. She was like eighty years old, and she was in a walker. A hundred and four years old. I remember when they were ready to blow the candles out. Uh, you know, when people blow the candles out at a birthday party, he's, well, let's do it again. And yeah. the time I'd give him a shot of whatever was Zambuca, he'd get up, blow the candles, and blow it a second time. 105 he lived. I, leave, he, he, I think he went through two wives and a dozen girlfriends. Yeah, at least. Him. So uh, we got good genes in us, let me uh, tell you. Well, let's hope so. Let's hope so. <laughs> but... Uh... So, so you had, uh, so Aunt Mary, one of your, your mom's sister, uh, lived in Milwaukee, uh, and, and Angie after, uh, when did they move back? Well, they moved back yeah. a couple times. Uh, <laughs> yeah, they did. I understand that. Yes. So, um, uh, but pretty much. And Katie and Uncle Frank, yeah. uh, they had the store, the, the, uh, the deli, okay. the Italian store. And, uh, when I used to work for them, uh, he wasn't a good payer, Uncle Frank. I don't know. Oh. I was the guy that uh, <laughs> would make the salad. Take, he'd sit me in the back of the store. I have a Coca-Cola bottle. And you know the Spanish olives, right? Yeah. It comes with salad. I'd be the kid that cracked the olives with the Coke bottle. For the cracked olive salad. Cracked olives, and, and he'd put them in the showcase. Now... On the side of the street where they had the, uh, this is in 18th Avenue. When he moved off 18th Avenue, he moved to Avenue U. Now, they used to make the smoke puts it all. Not like today. Now, the reason why I love this story is because they used to smoke the mozzarella on the street. How they did it was they took a barrel, started a fire in a big barrel, had a burlap sack, Okay, and they would put it over the fire. But before they did that, they had the fire going, they'd take my stickball bat. Now, we used to play stickball on that crowded street lot. We used to, used to play three stores, and you had this pig wall called a Spalding wall. And between the traffic, the flow of traffic, you'd get up, you know, you swipe the, you know, the ball. And if you got two stores, uh, two uh, sewers in the middle of the street, you know, it was a home run. But so they used to take my stickball bat, and uh, as we, they made the mozzarella inside on a big, uh, it looked like a, a cheese ball, and they made a little knot in it, and then they tie a string on two 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 mozzarella or scomots, as we just call them scomots. And, and I hate today's world. They say mozzarella. It's not mozzarella. It's mozzarella. Muzzi, muzzi. Okay. Well, anyway, they take the two mozzarellas and tie them together like uh, uh, on both heads, and then string about five of them. Here's what they would do: they take my stickball bat, okay, lay it across the funnel with the mozzarella hanging, throw the burlap sack on top of it. It'll duck the fire out. And this allowed the smoke to generate into the smoke mozzarella. And that's how you had it. Today, I don't know how they do the mozzarella. I think they, they man-made it, man manufactured it, the smoke, or they put it in someplace. But that's what they used, my stick with that. These were the games we played. Now, I'm sure they did it in Milwaukee. They did their games. We had 
stick wall. We had Coco, Lirio, one, one, two, three. That's where you used to kick the can. You used to kick the can, and everybody used to hide. You got and then you had to count to ten. One, two, three, four. All right, and you had to find everybody. And now you're you playing this on the sidewalk in the street. This is the sidewalk. This is the sidewalk. Uh, the other game was, uh, well, the stoop. It was stoop ball. You know, you'd, you'd take the Spalding ball, you'd bang it up against the stoop, and, you know, you try to catch it. And, you know, now you're going into the traffic when you try to catch it. The other one was, I like, we had Johnny on a pony. Now, we called the uh, fire hydrants uh, ponies. Johnny on a pony. We used to use Johnny on a, We used to use the fire hydrants as we played Johnny on a pony. Or you use a wall. What it was is you'd form a uh, guys would bend out and make a line. There's people about five of us, and you would have to run and do buck buck. You would have to get to the front guy until the second. If there were six of us, so it would be three runners and three guys that would hold you up as you jumped on their back. And it was fuck, fuck, one, two, three. I had to count to three before they caved in. If they caved in before three, they stayed there until they got it right the first time. And uh, what else? There was, uh, there was another game. We used to, I called it Statue. It was a stupid, what a sassy game. You used to spin guys around, okay, stop, and you had a four, uh, there'll be a statue and the guy had to guess what kind of statue you were, which is kind of stupid. Everybody was the baseball player. We were, we were Brooklyn Dodger fans. And I, and I tell you, we, it's so true about the Brooklyn fans. We loved them. We loved them so bad, but they would never win. They'd always lose. And when they, a few times they made it into the series, uh, whenever they didn't make it in and they, they lost, we used to make a dummy out of the manager whether it be Walter Austell at the time, whoever was the dummy or whoever was the goat, we'd hang him up on my fire escape. And, you know, <laughs> the next year. But the year they won the pennant, of all years, when I had my appendix, I think it was 55 or something, where they won against the Yankees. But we were true Brooklyn fans. We, we loved our Dodgers and we hated them at the same time. So, uh, but the games, we were always in the street. We're always respectful. This is what I understand today. We never had a problem. We always had something to do uh, uh, when, you, when you were young. Everybody would, you know, would, would sit on everybody's steps on our stoops. Mm -hmm. Everybody would come down, you bring your iced tea, you call. And then whenever you had to go, you know, get up, you went up. You know, you, I remember, especially my mom, uh, she was all, everybody knew who she was. Uh, I'll, out there, I'll tell everybody about mom. Mom, believe it or not, had polio. And she had uh, one brace on one side and a high shoe on the other. Uh, I got to tell you this. If I, my father wasn't a disciplinary. Mom was. And uh, whenever I did something wrong, she'd go, Thomas Lewis. I knew, whenever she said, I knew what was going to happen. <laughs> she'd sit down on a chair and she would click her brace so she can bend the leg. And on her brace was this little, with a lock pin came up. And she'd say, come here. I said, but mom, and as I knew it was happening, because as soon as I got close enough, she would pick me up and jam my butt right on her knee where <laughs> that thing came up. So I knew that was my punishment. She didn't have to do it anymore. And then so you didn't, you didn't get a spanking. You got I didn't get no spanking from her. I mean, she when I did something wrong, she put me. She I hear the click on her knee. Now she would walk up those thirteen steps when they when they did one windows years ago. She'd hang out the window, put the chairs down uh, across her belly, and she would just hang out the window. And everybody knew Elsie on Auntie Damia. Uh and up until the time. Or uh, I'll say this here, I don't because she was she was a wonderful woman. I mean, oh, she was. Uh, she, she was. She would hang out the window. Everybody knew her. And the, and the time when she had the uh, and I always say it wrong. She had the she had the cancer where they had to remove. Believe it or not, she had to remove her two breasts. But at that, she didn't care. That didn't stop her. She would stuff her bras with all kinds of cotton <laughs> and hang out the window and the 
the the, the guys that worked in Jacoby and Sons was a uh, was a uh, automotive place. Yeah, and that's they, where your dad Curly worked, right? You know, right. My dad worked on it, and down two doors below was a place called the Sugar Bowl, where the guys used to go have lunch. And when she came out of the hospital, she'd still hang out the window, and she kind of like she was kind of sassy. Uh, when the guys used to pass by, they go, hey, hey, how you feeling, Al? And she's all wait a minute. She squeezed her, uh, you know, her arms together to to, <laughs> to make a cleavage, right? <laughs> this is what is this after the cancer? After she had the pressure wound, and she says, I don't know, fellas, what do you think? And she'd reach in and take out the cotton balls and everything <laughs> down with them, <laughs> throw it downstairs to them. This is the type of woman she was. Yeah. That, and I think back to look at my dad and how is it that they had gotten together? Here's a woman who was uh, actually, you know, she hobbled along. And I, I, I would attest to my dad that what a wonderful guy he had to be because she was she was a very pretty woman, too. And dad was a golden glove guy. Uh, he was in a few fights. Uh, he was like. I'm not going to say the black sheep of the family, but uh, I, I, I know grandpa, your great grandpa, and and well, my grandpa, didn't, I understand, didn't take a liking to him, but he kind of proved himself. Okay. And while they were dating, I understand, there was a, they used to uh, play cards, not cards, dice. There was a schoolyard not too far from us. And uh, my mother used to come out of the fish store. She would have this apron on. And she would sit with the guys while they were playing. But every time the six old precinct, you can actually, years ago in that era, you heard the tin of the Ford. They had the two-door Fords, the six old precinct used to have. And they knew what the guys were doing. They would, they'd always break their chops about breaking up the games. My understanding is the story I got. When the money was on the floor, they'd all... They'd put in my mother's apron from the fish store, and she'd keep it tight. And you know, they, they knew where the money, and they knew what they were doing, but she just hid the money until the cop went away, and then the guys all scattered because they left it there. And they swear to God, hey, I don't have no guys. She would walk away with the <laughs> with the money until the <laughs> whole night. But I... I, I the same thing with your dad and 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 your mom. You have to understand the first two, our first two aunts, uh, Aunt, uh, Aunt Mary, and uh, Aunt uh, Aunt Katie. They were married to their first cousins, all right, the San Filippo, uh -huh. and they did this at a time where they wanted to keep the name to go going, right, whatever right. it was. When it came time for your mom, I understand. I think your mom eloped because there's no way I don't think she was going to get, get she was set up for somebody. And I'm sure my mother was set up for somebody and they decided to get married. I think about that time is when I think grandpa, great grandpa realized, hey, because Aunt Mary had gone to him and says, hey, I, got, I, I don't know about this guy. So he gave her a divorce and that's she, she wound up marrying Ed, Uncle Ed. Okay. Uh, the Polish guy. So thinking back at that time, uh, the San Filippo, even though it's not, I mean, you're, you're an Italiano, this is simply your, your mom's side. The, the story I got was when the brothers came over, the San Filippo brothers came over, they worked the docks, and they used to spell their name capital S-A-N- Capital F I L P P O San Filippo, because there's it was it's kind of Spanish, there's, you know, the generation right. is Spanish. So when they came to the docks and got paid, were getting paid, uh, they're looking at they got it in an envelope. This is where I was told, and this, the name was spelled San Filippo all in one stretch. There's no F in it. It was just San Filippo, and the brothers. You know, grandpa and the brothers were saying, hey, this is not a name. It's something like the Corleone. Right. And, and the Godfather. Uh, when Corleone, they didn't know his name. They said, oh, he came Corleone. That's his name. And he accepted it. But they didn't, the guys, the, from what I said, the foreman said, hey, you want to get paid or you don't want to get paid? 
They said, all right. So they took, and from then on, the it wasn't spelled San Filippo. It was just San Filippo, one, one whole word. word. That's that's the way I found out about it. And when I did, did look up the genealogy, uh, uh, it, it, although I was 80% Italian, I think it was less than 75% Italian or whatever, but there was some Spanish in there. Uh, so they were pretty close borders back and forth. But our parents growing up at that time, uh, I, I miss that time. I really do. Uh, the, the, the way we, uh, the friends on the street who are still, I had four childhood friends and we're down to just two more that, uh, that are around. Uh, it was, we didn't have any just today. Uh, our first television, uh, like I said, fell off the back of the truck. It was a silver tone. And we were Joe, we, Joe Lewis, Milton Berle, that, that whole bit. Uh, but uh, I, I, I love that time. And I, I love the generation. And I, and I like being Italian. I, I, I just hope that you, your fans out there could understand me without getting an interpreter. No, oh, I, I got to say this. I got to say this for them because I didn't say it yet. It's forget about it. Forget about it. Forget about it. Okay, I said it three times. <laughs> <laughs> well, I want to. I want to just uh, touch base quick. You're talking about playing uh, stickball. Yes. And you say you play three sewers. So, uh, how, I, to to kids these days who play on these beautiful fields, Ugh. where mm. there's green grass and they're mowed and the lines are straight. What are the rules of stickball? Why three sewers? What's what's the what's the premise? Because you don't actually run bases, right? You don't. You don't run bases. It's just hitting it farther enough, you know, to get because there was if you had parking on the street, you know, uh, so if you're backing up, you know, and you can try to catch the ball. You, believe me, you're gonna bang your ribs into a car that's parked, or you might even get hit by the car but most of the car you know we try to pick a time in a day where there wasn't that much traffic don't forget we had the trot thank god the trolley didn't last that long because we didn't get there when i was there but uh it didn't come down our street but uh it it did cross but we were like in the middle of this 18th avenue uh and we had the firehouse so we back ourselves then we started backing ourselves up where we would play right in front of the firehouse because you wouldn't get too much, it, it was pretty much wider there because they had their apron to try to get the truck to was much more. Uh, yeah, it's just, you didn't run the bases. You just bounced the ball. You had to hit it on the first bounce and, and try to keep it straight. Try to keep it on the street. If, you kick, if it passed the second sewer to the right, you, you were okay. You got like the second base or something they would call. But the third base was, the third sewer was, um, uh, was the way to do it. Uh, the, the other game was called uh, Ke uh, Kelly or Killy. You'd put a box on, on it with chalk. Uh, you'd put uh, maybe 12 boxes on it. They're small little boxes. Uh, if the people would Google it, you know, the games in the streets of Brooklyn, you'll see it. We used to use these uh, caps from soda bottles or beer bottles, or whatever. Mm -hmm. We'd put wax in, we'd put wax on them to weight them down. And you just flick them. It's like marbles. You never, I never played marbles. I don't remember marbles. But, uh, we would play this on the street. It was called Killy and it had smaller boxes and try to get into. Oh, so you uh, toss the caps into the. Okay. Yeah, you would, you would flick it with your, with your finger. Oh, oh, like you're flipping a coin? Yes, yeah. Okay. Down our block, everybody had, we had our Mr. J, my Mr. Jacob. He was the uh, the store owner of the of the uh, candy store. The story I have about that is uh, he had this wooden Indian outside his his place, and we had because we had to pass him to go to school. We usually walk to school, and one day the Indian wasn't there, and we said, "Mr. Jacob, well, what happened to the Indian?" And he said, "Somebody stole it." So Butchie, my friend Butchie and I, around the corner from us, they were building new homes. And there was a big, you know, cutout where the homes, the foundation. And we see something sticking at it. It was like sand, you know, heavy duty sand. I think it was, it had to be uh, 
powdered gravel or sand, the, we see the feather of the Indian in the ground. Now, I'm telling you the story because I don't, I have a picture of it and I did post it on Facebook, but his, we couldn't get it out. We asked the foreman, can you help us? Then the guy started, because it was end of watch for these guys. And here we are, we found the, uh, the Indian, we got a wheelbarrow and the guy helped us to push it back to the store. All right. The, the thing about finding his, his Indian was we had lifetime egg creams. I don't know if <laughs> you don't people don't know what an egg cream is. It's not an egg. It's chocolate syrup, milk, and seltzer water. And you get a big head on it. So we had lifetime egg creams. Not only that, whatever time we went in the store, the candy was in a roll-up like a glass partition. And he'd roll it up. He says, which one do you want? You want any candy you want? What do you want, Tommy? What do you want, Butchie? And I didn't care too much for the candy, but his magazines, they used to hang on a clothesline in the store with little pictures. And it, at the time, Sport Magazine was just starting. And I think it was Minnie Minosa was on the cover. Minnie Minosa was an outfielder for the Chicago, I think it was Chicago White Stop or Minnesota at the time, whatever team it was. He said, you got any magazine you want. And you also got any A-cream you want. So this is this, my story of me and Butchie. I'm waiting for Butchie to get it. It was in the paper. I'm waiting for Butchie to clear out his garage to get me the paper. And I, I, it, it's got to be like, it was called the Brooklyn Eagle Rule Uh If they Google it, They'll uh the the streets the street games Brooklyn or any street that they can find that out. But as far as being an Indian, uh, me and Butchie found the Indian, and we had lifetime a creams. So they make a creams in a bottle now, so uh, you can. So you, so part of you, I mean, you you had a neighborhood, and now I, I want one thing I think that's missing is number one, you had a neighborhood and you knew your neighbors. Right. Plus, you lived yeah. with family. I mean, right on top of you, pretty much, right? Or across, well, grandpa. Across the hall? Well, no, we, um, grandma on on your mom's side uh, lived with us too, once. But then they, when the store was on the corner, they lived right around from the corner. So there was always family close by. Uh, I would I would say yeah well yeah because they had the store so they had to be close by Uncle Frank and then Katie lived around the corner by the church. Uh, we as far as my dad's side maybe it was a fifteen minute ride to them ten minute ride where they lived, but family was was close. Uh, it was kind of hard when you had to have uh, small apartments. It's like uh, we would have to arrange something you know, eating shifts or something like that. Right. But family was always there. Uh, if the family's not there, we, the, the friendship on, on the blocks, you know, uh, I can call the names of Frankie, uh, Frankie Scrummo, he's a fireman, Sally Circle, Butch and Paula. We had the brothers across the street. Uh, we had the older generation there too, but they didn't pay too much attention to us. I mean, we, uh, it, it was like, uh, if somebody would call a meeting, I was okay. Who's stoop we're gonna sit on tonight? And we, you know, we go up to Scopa, get our lemon ices, and come back. Everybody sit on the stoop, uh, and uh, the, the parents would be out there. Uh, it was just, uh, it was so hot, hot, hot uh, felt. I'm trying to think of the right word. You, you, there was. You listened to your parents. You had respect when when he said, "Come up." I don't know if you remember, you probably, you, you, but you're maybe with your mom, not so much with Noonie, but when you sat at the table, you knew if you did something wrong. My mother, like I said, was the, this, she would just stare at you. <laughs> she would stare at you. You'd know either, either stop picking your nose or wait till the food gets to your plate and don't eat like a gavon, you know, yeah. and she, they would stare at you. But Getting back to it, you listen to your parents, you know, yeah, okay, I'm coming up, you know, give me 10 minutes, five minutes, if you were late, 
Thomas Lewis, okay, I've learned to be on time when my mother used to call me because my butt cheeks couldn't take any more pins. <laughs> well, and, and you were multi-generational. I mean, you had grandparents, you had uncles, you had your parents, you had your cousins. I mean, Every, Yeah, I, I see what you're getting at. Yeah, they were there. You know, if, you, if, if my dad was there, I'd have an uncle there talk to me or somebody or an aunt. Uh, they'd always take you under your wing. Yeah. Uh, everybody's so, I mean, so far apart. Uh, and Facebook was good when it started, but now it's just, it's not the way it should be anymore. I mean, uh, I mean, I met a lot of friends uh, that I grew up with on, on Facebook. Don't mm-hmm. get me wrong, but it's gotten so, I don't want to get into the Facebook thing, but uh, it, it, it was a good media to, uh, which I still go on it. Because uh, we have our own uh, area, Benson Bensonhurst is the name of the area. It says Bensonhurst, not today, uh, not yesterday, but today. So I'm finding people that lived in the neighborhood, and this is the group that I, I belong to online. And I'm sure Milwaukee might, you know, like uh, was the West Dallas yeah. uh, area. You, you can find that on Facebook too. Sure. Yeah, different neighborhoods all have their representation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Uh, but hey, uh, it, not because we were Italians, but every family was the same. Uh, b- back then, uh, I, uh, I I reminisce so many times. I think back, and it kind of calms you down. She's, these, that's why we probably don't have too much patience with. Uh, uh, I don't know. I shouldn't say snowflakes today, but uh, we had a good era. It, it was a good run for me. And uh, I, I I bring it back to memories when when I go online, and especially with this Bensoners group, there's always a thing where you know you can have a three day post, a four day post, people fighting. <laughs> is it sauce? Is it, it, it all you had to mention? Is it sauce or is it gravy? Yeah. <laughs> uh, to me, it was always gravy, and it was called dirty gravy. Uh, it was a pot. You had pigs feet in it. You had tripe in it. You had the brush all in there. Uh, and it, people always fight uh, about is it sauce or it's gravy uh, with the Italians. But uh, I miss when I come to Milwaukee, your dad always told me when I, when I retired from police department, you got to come out to Milwaukee. You know, he says, you know, you'll do better. I, I, I should have listened to him. But now I enjoy coming out and, and visiting the cousins there because uh, I remember, and you were with us, okay? Uh, there was a saying in Brooklyn back then, especially my mother, if you will, if she sent me out to the store and it was late or wherever I had to go and I came back, she says, where the hell did you go, to Oshkosh? Now, I'm going to tell you, if you remember the time, Steve. It was the we summer of 1976. Yeah, we went up there. And there was a radio booth there. The guy was in the radio, and I was banging on the door. I said, I'm broken, I'm broken. And oh, I that, said, was, uh, that was State Fair. State Fair we went to. And w- I remember. Jonathan he, Green on WTMJ Radio. Right. And remember he called me in? I think he called me in. I know he, yeah. I said so to him. And I says, hey, Mom, I made it to Oshkosh. <laughs> <laughs> I but think we I, have that photograph of you standing under the sign on the highway. Yes, yes, and I, I, <laughs> I finally met at the Oshkosh. <laughs> yeah, that was the uh, that was, yeah, that was the summer of '76. Uh, you and uh, J- uh, you and Jerry and uh, right, Tommy right, Junior and, and Bernadine. Right when you, uh, but the first time we came up to see you, these guys were standing on that old do your first house before you move oh. and welcome to Big Apple. You have that sign, yeah. Yep. Karen made that sign for you. Right. (laughs) And then we had gone to, I remember taking with your family, we, you guys drove east over here and went to to Fantasyland, I think it was. Well, it was 1975. We drove out and we ended up at Hershey Park, Pennsylvania. That's what it was. Yes. After we did the Amish. uh, Yeah. My mom made us, uh, we drove out in 75 because it was the bicentennial being 76. Right. You know, my mom was a history teacher. Yeah. And geography. So we always had to hit the uh, historical sites. And I remember uh, we went to Valley Forge. 
Okay. Yes. Uh, you remember that? And uh, the statue of George Washington had the beehive in his crotch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, you know. I, I, as far as cousins, you would have, uh, uh, you know, I remember dad driving there. We He's had a, was it a 47 Plymouth? We would drive across the, the to Ohio. It'd take forever to get there. But we were well fed when we got to walk. And let me tell you, uh, with, with your dad, and, and until today, I, I just spoke I spoke to him today because uh, we're both getting on, you know. Yeah. And, and uh, he, I was telling him about this, what's going on here. And uh, I, I'm kind of like laissez-faire about it. Like, eh, well, what are we'll just we'll live through it. You know, we live right. through 9-11, like we live through something else. But you have to really just, don't touch your face. Yeah. You know, just wash your hands. I mean, because uh, Italians were touching everything. Yeah. You know, <laughs> right. well. that's where, where we're at now. And, uh, and I, 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 I'm enjoying my later years. I, I, I truly am. I, I'm living in Pennsylvania now. I wish it was close enough for the kids, but uh, which I am about five, three hour drive. For, for my son and my daughter, but Tristan was in Massachusetts. That's a five-hour drive. So, uh, but I will be coming after all this is over. Um, I'm going to try to make it again to Festa and right. come out. In yeah, July. With both, in July. Yeah, because uh, I, I need a I need a cousin's hug. Yeah. That's what I need. <laughs> well, that's, that's that's you always got that coming. So, and I want to get the Gloriosos. After oh piggy wait pig and whistle is that still there? No, no pig the pig and whistle. You want to get the cops? The cops. That's cops custard. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I know exactly that because uh, whenever I just envy Barbara, your wife, whenever she goes to Gloria, she puts the map down. This this where I am today, or she's going to cops. So, and I I'm so envious of that. That Barbara can just go. <laughs> oh, do her check in at cops or yeah, on Facebook. Yes, gets the, yes, gets to rub it in. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yes. <laughs> so she was just eating custard before I came down here to record this. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, we are a little bit spoiled. I've got a a good custard stand uh, uh, two blocks from the office now. So if the I cop. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah. So I'm I'm pretty lucky, and she's well, and she's close. She's about two uh, three blocks from uh, the custard stand. Uh, out where she works out in Waukesha. Mm -hmm. So, but, um, so well, you don't, have, you don't have any advertisement breaks here. No, no, we don't, <laughs> we don't, no, we don't no take breaks. No, no, advertise. this is, this is all privately funded by myself. So that's one well, thing. That, to, well, give me a break. I'm going to go back to that green room. Yeah. Well, I, uh, Tom, I appreciate you taking the time out this evening to uh to visit with us and to share some stories about growing up in brooklyn um we got to do part two uh sometime in the next couple weeks uh, well all right we'll work something out I, I i and to your fans out there um keep those cards and letters coming and uh just support this guy i mean you got you got first of all you got the great voice you know okay. uh for, for, for the for the airwaves you do and uh, when i first heard you and in fact, it was the the the, the one the tape that I heard was the one with the girls from school. Oh, the the, the, the four lifetime, for, yeah. That was interesting. Uh, so, but to all Milwaukee out there, hey, uh, I'll be there soon, uh, and I'll come on the show again if I'm invited. Uh, so far, I didn't incriminate myself. No, no, not yet, not to, yet. I didn't. I didn't have to take the fifth on any of the questions so <laughs> i almost did slip in when i had that country club i was talking about the country right. club with when it never came out we well that's for the next episode well, you know, well we, we can talk about that and and uh and and like i said we got a lot of you got a lot of interesting stories and you know just for for to put the hook in people for next time um after the army uh you worked for the airline for a while you worked uh you were well, a New, yeah, York, New York City police yeah. officer, right? And then limo drive, a uh, hot dog limo, uh, and then I said, then the tornadoes. I did the tornadoes. Right. Well, you did some private detective work too, didn't you? 
Well, yeah, at, at, at the same time as uh, with the limo, right. both can they work together. Yeah, we can we can talk. We can All share right. something. So we got a we got a, a whole another big portion well, of your life to talk about. So yeah, what is it? Eight? Wow, you're pretty good here. Uh, yeah, and, and, and besides that, it, it was it seven years for uh, anything. If I done wrong, that he can't do anything to me. Oh, statute so, of limitation. Yeah, you're fine. You're, you're fine. Seven years. Yeah. <laughs> And again, you're out of state, so as long as you didn't transport uh, anything to Wisconsin, we're okay. So well, I used to throw a lot of stuff out. I remember when your dad worked for, well, I think his buddy worked for one of the breweries, and uh, I'm trying to think which one. Oh, Paps, uh, Paps Blue Ribbon. Paps. Right, I remember bringing Paps back uh, and uh, had a refrigerator downstairs in my and I kept it just at 54, 50 some degrees, just for beer. All I had was beer in my refrigerator. It had to be a certain temperature. And I remember bringing back Paps. Or was it, what else is Paps? Paps. Paps was, uh, yeah, that was um, a friend of my Your mother's buddy. from college. Her husband was, right. on, was on the board at Paps uh, right. at the time. But yeah, we had, we had the big ones. We had Paps and we had Schlitz, which was a huge beer in the 60s until they changed yeah. the formula. So, Right. Yeah, that's right. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, a couple of cases fell off the back of the truck. truck and, yeah, found its way to New York, huh? <laughs> <laughs> okay, then, cuz. All um, right. Well, we'll call it a night. Uh, I'm past my bedtime now. No, okay. I'm good. Oh, well, we didn't want to I'm keep good. you up too late, so. Uh, but... No, uh, yeah, and to your fan, like I said, uh, you, you, you got a following, and uh, God bless those people, and then. Wash your face and but wash your hands, but don't touch your face. Don't touch your face. Touch Words your of face. wisdom to live by. Tell <laughs> <laughs> so my grandkids now: wash your hands, but don't touch your face. <sighs> All right. Well, Tom, I, I I appreciate you taking the time out. Uh, say hello to Barbara for me. And, yes, sir. Uh, and uh, give me just a um, second here. I'll be right back. Okay, I'll hold on. This has been the Listen Up Milwaukee podcast, brought to you by Testadoro Media, LLC. You can reach us by email at listenupmke at yahoo.com or through our website, listenupmke.podbean.com. We ask that you leave the podcast a positive review, either at the Apple iTunes store or at Google Play. This helps us reach more people the more episodes we deliver and the higher our rating gets. Opening and closing music is courtesy of John C. and taken from his album Shine, available where music is sold. <laughs>